Welcome to the DFIC Podcast. Take some time out of your day to join us as we connect with McMaster alumni and inspirational professionals to hear about valuable advice, different career paths, and discuss investing with our investment team. Please note that this podcast is for educational purposes only. Career and or investment ideas provided in this series or during its making are not endorsed by DFIC, McMaster University, the DeGroote School of Business, or our partners. All career advice and investment risk is undertaken by the individual, and we, our partners and affiliates, are not responsible for any potential losses now or in the future. Hi everyone, my name is Ardena Basic, and I'm your host for today's episode of the DeGroote Finance and Investment Council podcast. Helping facilitate our conversation today is Joshua Hample, a current junior analyst on DFIC. Today we are joined by Jordan Daniels, a campus recruiter for Wealth Management and MD Financial at Scotiabank. Jordan comes to this role from a variety of incredibly cool experiences, allowing her unique perspective when connecting with students from all backgrounds. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today, Jordan. So happy to be here, Arjuna. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So first off, we started right off the bat talking about your background, and I remember that was one of the super cool things that intrigued me when we first met. So can you take us through it a little bit about your past experiences and how you got to your role today? Yeah, for sure. I would love to. I hope everybody that's listening is comfortable somewhere with a coffee or a tea because it's a a long story. It's not smooth going getting into this position. Um, But yeah, happy to share. I think it's great for everybody to know that our journeys aren't all linear when it comes to our future careers. So I started things off going to the University of Ottawa. I went to school for political science and public administration. And my goal for the rest of my life was to be either a lawyer or a politician. I didn't know which one yet, but I knew one of the two was the perfect pathway for me. Um, I was just like a lot of you, I was going through internships at the same time as I was in school. I interned for the federal government a few times when I was living in Ottawa. And you know what, it was a phenomenal experience, taught me a lot. But I think one of the biggest things that I learned from that experience is it didn't feel 100% right to me. I knew there was something missing for me. And although I was enjoying working in a government space, it just felt really slow. And a lot of times I felt like I couldn't be myself. I think that's most important to me when it comes to any job that I'm in is that I'm able to be who I really, really am and be my authentic self. So I ended up after university moving back home with my parents in my small little hometown of Owen Sound, Ontario. Um, And I started teaching. Our our hometown is really, really desperate for French teachers. They need more support from French-speaking individuals. And there's not a lot of French uh, in Owen Sound, but lucky enough, I'm bilingual. So I said, you know what? Why not? Let's give this a shot. Maybe teaching is my future career path. Let's, Let's try it out. So I ended up on contract as a French teacher for six months, which again, was a phenomenal experience. I was teaching grade four to grade nine students, a big array of students. And I learned a lot, honestly, from working with kids as well. I thought it was pretty cool. So I ended up applying to teacher's college. I thought, you know what, let's give this another shot. Let's try something new. I'll go to teacher's college. That'll be my new future career path. And right when I was about to start teacher's college, I decided that there was still something missing for me. And I listened to my gut. I think that's what's most important here is I listened to the back of my mind telling me, nope, this isn't it. There's something else out there. 
you just have to be patient it'll come to you so I ended up moving to Toronto on a whim um didn't have any really friends or family in Toronto I just figured you know what it's a big city there's got to be something out there for me there has to be some sort of opportunity um and once I moved to Toronto I really took advantage of you know networking as much as I could I made sure my LinkedIn was all up to date and I started chatting to a bunch of friends of friends about their career journeys and how they ended up where they were and recruitment came up as an opportunity for me and I'm not gonna lie to you I pushed away from it for a really long time I was like I am absolutely Absolutely never going to work for a bank. This does not seem right to me. I know nothing about banking. I refuse to be in that industry. But then I did it anyways. I don't know. Something seemed intriguing. I was like, because I know nothing, there's going to be so much for me to learn. And it's going to feel like I'm back in school because I have no idea what I'm doing. So I took on the opportunity and I said, yeah, let's let's give it a shot. And although I wasn't from a banking background, Scotiabank saw a lot of potential in me and, you know, they liked me for who I was. And I think that's the biggest thing for me. They really enjoyed my energy and that I was loud and outgoing. And I love that. I was like, finally, somebody, somebody sees this as, as an added value. So I joined and I had no idea what I was doing. I've learned a lot. I'm still learning a lot every single day, but I've been here for almost a year now. And it's been honestly the most incredible year ever. I'm so so happy that I work here and I'm not going anywhere because I love my job so much and I brag about it all the time because it's such a cool job and I think I finally found where I was meant to be so long story short um I guess you could say Scotiabank has been a phenomenal place for me to work and although it took me a while to get here and to find my career path I'm, I'm really fortunate to have you know explored so many different industries to discover what it is that I really like for my future Thank you so much for sharing that, Jordan. I think that is honestly something everyone has to hear, that your career path does not have to be linear. You don't have to have everything set up right out of school. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on us too, but realistically, as long as we're always open to learning from others, growing, exploring new opportunities, we never know what we might fall into and how much energy that might give us and how much yeah. like enthusiasm and life it really breathes into us. For sure. Absolutely. It was so worth it. And even like those internships that I found throughout university that I didn't like, the important thing to note there, any internship that I didn't enjoy, one, I learned that, okay, I'm not going into that career path anymore. That's something that's not for me. But two, I still took something out of it at the end of the day, right? Like with my first internship, I was working with a lot of government officials and a lot of leaders. And I didn't know how to speak to leadership at that time, which is something that I now have to do every single day and I'm grateful for that first internship because it taught me so much of what I'm able to do today and what I'm confident in doing today as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Definitely taking something away from every experience. So it's not necessarily lost time or some time that you wasted. It's something where you got a period of learning and growing from that. I always say to my friends, like when I say I'm stressed, I just say I'm learning and growing instead. Just try to reframe yeah. it just a little bit differently. I love that Ardetta that's so good I, I'm going to take that with me as well I think that's awesome <laughs> for sure awesome so I was also wondering so you mentioned a little bit about how speaking to government officials and leaders higher up has helped you in your job um, when you're speaking to leadership every day so what other um, abilities skills knowledge from your past experiences has have been able to help you in your role today yeah there's a few things that stand out and I think the biggest one is 
just my passions that I've realized through all of this work that I've been doing. So when I was working in government roles in the past, one of the biggest things I discovered was I love to influence change. I love to be a part of change and that's what drives me. Um, and when I was working in the government space, although I was seeing that happen, it wasn't happening fast enough for me. To be, to be honest with you, I'm not always the most patient person. When I'm working on something, I want it to be done. I want to see that impact happen. And I knew that, okay, I need to be in a career now where I'm able to have that impact and see it in front of me every single day to be able to keep going. So that's something that, you know, working in a government space really taught me was change is important and I want to be a part of change in my future. Um, I also learned, I think, through teaching how much I love to teach in general. I didn't think that of myself either. Growing up, I never saw myself really as a teacher, but it's something I take with my current job now every day as well. I want to be able to teach people. I want to be able to help people. And if there's ever any struggles that any students are having while working here or maybe teammates of mine or even leaders that don't understand the campus space and how it works I want to be able to take that extra time with them and be able to you know teach them and to work with them to better understand I think it's really important to have teachers in your life that help you and you know what we are all in the positions we are in today because of all of our teachers including our kindergarten teachers right so I think teachers really really make an impact and then other than that, I feel like one of the other biggest things I've learned is honestly just improved confidence. That's something I struggled with a lot um, with, especially my first internships in the government space. I struggled a lot with imposter syndrome as well. It's something I still struggle with today and something I'm really pushing to improve for myself. But I don't know, it took me a while to find confidence and even in the space that I'm in now, of course, I'm still pushing for it more every day, but I'm not in a space that I've been familiar with for years, right? It's, it's like one year has passed and I'm still learning so much. Um, but I think without the positions I've had in the past and working in spaces that have made me uncomfortable in the past and that have challenged me, I wouldn't be able to have this much confidence in, in the role that I do now. And again, I'm still working on it, but part of that confidence is there and i think that's that's important when i'm when i'm speaking to other individuals as well that i'm feeling good in the work that i'm doing and i'm feeling as though it makes an impact and that's a start i think that's a really good start but yeah those are some of the things i've learned so far i'm sure there's many many more things but that, that's what comes off the top of my head yeah, absolutely. And I think that's honestly the value of having such diverse candidates with diverse backgrounds coming into the role. We can bring things that people with very linear career paths who are very, I don't want to say narrow minded, but almost they haven't had as much exposure in different areas and can't bring that collective experience. And I think that's something Scotia does really well and something we also wanted to touch on during this interview. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to talk about that more. And you're so right that diversity of thought is important and you know we talk about it all the time as recruiters we want individuals from diverse backgrounds we don't want you know five interns working on a project who have all come from a finance background you're going to get the same results in that case you're going to have the exact same ideas from every single person in the room whereas if you're in a room with five interns one comes from a finance background then you have one from a healthcare background, a political science background. Those unique perspectives are going to allow for so much more creativity when it comes to any sort of initiative happening. And 
I think it's, yeah, I think it's really important. And I certainly feel valued for my diverse perspectives that I've brought in. And it makes me even more excited to see more diverse backgrounds from our candidates that apply because knowing myself going from political science into a business sort of area, I, you know, I want to see that from others as well. And I want to push others to understand that even if you aren't from a business sort of background, this world is still for you just as much as anyone else. That's really great, Jordan, to hear that. And I thought it I thought it was really interesting of how you take your teaching experience and all the values that you receive from other teachers. I know from hockey myself that I've been able to learn from, you know, teachers like my coaches and even just teachers as teammates. Um, and I've been able to take that forward into, you know, what I do on a daily basis as a student and everything else that I do. So I really wanted to ask you, Scotch is super unique in that it doesn't use resumes for student interns. And what do you think is the greatest benefits of this are and from a recruiter's angle? And what do you think students uh, wanna know about it? Yeah, for sure. So for anybody listening, yes, the rumors are true. That is that is totally right, Josh. We do not <laughs> take resumes as a part of our recruitment process. I know it takes people off guard, all right? It, it's unique, <laughs> it's different. It's, a lot of students wonder, how am I supposed to stand out then? What am I supposed to do in this instance? I love not recruiting using resumes. Biggest reason being is you can probably tell I love to speak. I love to talk to people. I love to meet new people. And because we don't take resumes, that's how we recruit. We have to set up conversations with people, host events and coffee chats to get to know our candidates. And it makes recruitment so much more fun. Like, I love it. I get so excited to go to work every day because I know I'm meeting people, new people every single day, which is really, really awesome. And I think from a recruiter standpoint too, getting to chat with people and able to ask certain questions that we don't see on a resume either, right? Like we can chat about, sure, your experiences and your past internships and maybe skills that you've developed in university, but what about things outside of that. Maybe you went traveling last year for three months. Maybe you were somebody who graduated from high school and decided to do a three-month backpacking trip across Europe. When you're backpacking across Europe, yeah, you're probably thinking right now, what are, what are you getting at, Jordan? Why are we talking about backpacking across Europe? What does that have to do with getting a job? Listen, if you're backpacking across Europe for three months, you have to have a lot of strong, soft skills to be able to do that. You have to be brave. You have to be incredibly organized as well. You have to be confident in your abilities to be able to take on three months in brand new countries. And those are all things that I wouldn't get from you on a resume. I wouldn't be able to see those things, those soft skills that are super important in any internship or even any full-time career that you're going into. So I'm able to ask those specific questions and figure out, yeah, great, you've done this while you're in school or you've been in this internship, but what else? What else is out there? What makes you unique compared to everyone else? And that's why I love my job because I learned so many unique things from people. The amount of bizarre but amazing stories I've heard from our candidates too about traveling, about recipes. I've learned some new recipes from our conversations as well, which is pretty cool, but just all of these amazing things that I get to find out, it makes me feel at the end of the day as a recruiter that I'm not just finding positions for candidates, but I'm making friends at the same time. And I'm building relationships that are 
way longer lasting. I'm able to remember the people that I'm speaking to because I'm not just seeing their name on a piece of paper. I'm seeing their face and I'm talking to them for an hour. Right. And I think it's really special. And I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of this unique process as well. Yeah. Um, it definitely adds so many amazing things to my job every single day. Through those personal relationships, right? Meeting new people, yes, developing those exactly. relationships. Yeah, that's incredible. Exactly. I, feel, I think I feel the same way about that for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good question, too. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, Jordan, you mentioned that you're a big believer in the teamwork makes the dream work phrase. I'm also a really big believer in that as well. What are some ways that Scotia cultivates a team setting? And what is an attribute in students or candidates at Scotia that help you identify if these individuals are, in fact, team players? Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to working within a team at Scotia, I think this comes back to our culture. Culture is something that we talk a lot about when it comes to all of us working in the bank. It's part of the reason I'm here today still and don't want to go anywhere else because I just love the culture so much here. And the culture stems from community. At the end of the day, it's being a part of something bigger than just yourself and being able to work with other like-minded individuals that feel the same way. So anybody that comes into the bank, when they work on a team, they're gonna realize, again, because of their diverse perspectives that we're bringing in from so many different areas, you're gonna accomplish so much more. It's so exciting working for a team when you know that all of your opinions are different. So for any intern coming into the bank, wanting to have that teamwork sort of experience, as long as they understand that they're coming in with their own unique perspective that is different from anyone else's, they're going to do fantastic on a team and they're going to have a great time. And my team, I want to talk about a little bit too, because I feel like my campus team that I work with is so, so unique. Everybody on this team is my best friend. Everybody that I work with challenges each other in so many amazing ways. Again, it's another reason I come to work so excited every day because of the team that I work with. And, you know, we, we traveled across the country back in September to visit a bunch of different universities. And it was the first time that we were all together in person for a long period of time. And I remember before our senior manager said, listen, everyone, this is either going to make or break things. We are not used to being together for so long. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> Let's see how you feel about each other after this two weeks together. I can honestly say after after those two weeks that we all spent together, I've never been closer with my team. I think, again, it just goes to show that even off camera and out of our working hours, we are the same authentic individuals in our rest of our lives, what we do after work that we are when we come to the office every day. And that's what we see with all of our teams. Because we welcome you to come and work for a team as your own unique, individual, authentic self, to feel so much more real working in a team when you know that everybody is just being who they are at the end of the day and when it comes to candidates i know sorry that was a long-winded answer for, <laughs> for no, starting no, your no question <laughs> um, but when it comes to uh candidates coming to work on a team and what stands out as somebody being a team player first and foremost when we go through coffee chats with candidates i always give candidates the opportunity to ask questions, right? It's super important that when you're applying to a role, you get the opportunity to ask really anything that's on your mind. I always start by saying to an open book, ask me anything, happy to hear or help you out with any questions. But I also mention when it comes to asking questions that your questions that you're asking as a student are going to help so many other students that are at the same coffee chat or at the same event at the same time. 
So I know then from students who are, you know, taking the time to ask any question, whatever it may be, that they then know in their mindset, okay, I'm not just asking this question for myself, I'm asking this question to help others as well, to contribute to the room and to help other people feel just as supported as I'm going to be after I get the response to this question. So whenever students ask questions, I know they're team players right then and there because they want to help the room, they want to help everybody in it. Ask, Perfect. Ask the first step right there, really, to standing out. Ask questions, ask any questions, whatever they may be. It's really going to help all of those around you as well. And I think on top of that, we love to see, again, students from diverse perspectives, and that's outside of school as well, right? I know, Josh, you were talking about how you are a part of a team when it comes to work, right? And you have a coach that really inspires you when, when you're working with that team. And we love seeing athletes come in as well because they, they have that team perspective and they're super excited to be working on a team again because they've been working with the team their entire life so okay. tell us about again these unique experiences that you have had if you've been on a team before yeah we want to hear it even if you're somebody who hasn't worked on a team as much in your past but you really want to work on a team to have that first experience an internship great way to introduce you to teamwork like fantastic way because you're going to be working with a team every single day, regardless of the internship. And I think as long as you're open to learn and to provide your unique perspective, you're going to be really successful working on a team. That's a phenomenal answer. And I think that the diversity in the workplace is so, so important because like I see it going back to hockey, I see it with playing with different teammates from different cities, different countries, different continents even. And I mean, I think that that really just, produces a better output in terms of performance on the ice, in terms of just closer relationships. So I would definitely agree with that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, even from, you know, when you think from a management standpoint, any of our managers on our team, unless the entire team below you is successful and is being pushed to do their best, the manager above that team isn't successful either, right? You can't be a great manager unless the team that's under you is feeling good about what they're doing and succeeding in what they're doing every single day. So as long as you, you know, put your hand up and help support in any way that you can, you're going to be helping yourself, helping your team, and also helping those above you at the same time, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, but I'm also just, I, I will say, I'm passionate about teamwork too because I grew up um, as a dancer, I was on a dance team my entire life. So Josh, I feel you when you're talking about sports and, you know, being on that team, I completely feel you. There's nothing like that feeling of succeeding with your team. You can exactly, do something sure. and do something well and celebrate yourself. But if you're doing something with a team and you get to celebrate with a whole group of individuals, there's nothing like it. A feeling like it's addicting. It's something that we all want. And something we strive for every day and you're going to get that in your future career as well that doesn't sure. end after university and after the sports that you're playing it continues throughout your career so right. definitely definitely exciting to work on a team and yeah something we're going to be able to find for you <laughs> it's the collaboration of those unique diverse perspectives right that produce that output exactly exactly sure. it feels so good yeah definitely the teamwork absolutely for sure <laughs> So what are some other qualities or characteristics that make an attractive applicant and also a really great coworker? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the big things that you'll find you get asked a lot um, in coffee chats with any of us recruiters here at Scotiabank is, 
what are you passionate about? And we always emphasize that question by saying, don't, don't lie to me. Don't try to, you know, connect this to the job that you're applying to or anything like that. We just want to hear wholeheartedly what is something that you are uniquely passionate about. Again, it makes you different from anybody else, your passion. We've heard people talk about sports before and the sports that they play. We talk, we hear people talk about community work that they do. Um, we hear people who are artistic and love to draw or dance or sing. We love those unique perspectives because again, they bring in something extra and something different from anybody else working at the bank. So that's something that's going to make you stand out. If you're able to talk about something that you were really, really passionate about, but talk about it as you authentically, as opposed to saying, I'm passionate about, you know, investing um, because I'm learning about it in school and I think it'll be really applicable to this job. We don't need that connection. We just want to know what makes you unique. So again, for me, when I talk about passions, when I'm ever asked that question, I talk about dancing. I talk about creative movement and the fact that being able to have that escape for myself to dance is great, not only for me physically, but mentally as well. And on top of that teamwork that it's taught me growing up, it's something that to this day, I think challenges me to be even more creative in everything that I do. And I'm able to bring that creativity back to the work that I do every day. So that's something that definitely is going to make you stand out. And that goes back to being your true authentic self as well. At the end of the day, you don't want to be faking who you are in a position. You're going to be miserable. If you're in an internship and you're pretending to be somebody that you're not, you're going to struggle, all right? And we've all been through it. We've all tried to be somebody else to fit into a norm and to fit into maybe a position or a club or a group of individuals. It's hard. It's really, really hard because you just want to fit in at the end of the day. But as soon as you're able to escape from that and say, you know what? This is who I am. I am proud of who I am. This is what I bring to the table because I'm unique. Maybe it's you know, I'm super loud and bold with things, or I have this growing confidence, or maybe you're super analytical. You love to sit and work with numbers every day, and you think that's weird. It's not weird. It's phenomenal. It's great, and it's you. That's the most important part. It is you, and when you come in and you work in an internship and you are nothing but yourself, you are going to get so much farther. You're going to be able to have so much more confidence in the role that you're doing, and that's truly, when we're in coffee chats, that what, that's what stands out the most. When I'm able to listen to students tell their unique perspectives, and I can tell when somebody is being themselves, and especially talking about what they're passionate about, they've got a smile on their face. They're really, really yeah, excited exactly. to talk to me about who they are, and I love it. They're not nervous, because they're just being who they are, truly, authentically, which is really, really great. And again, it, it adds so much more to the work that you're doing. And you'll find if you're able to be yourself, like I'm finally able to do that, I'm in the position that I'm in now, it just gets you so much more excited for the work that you're doing. And it's so much more motivating as well. So yeah, I think that's something that really, really stands out for an attractive candidate. Um, what else? I have a list of them. There's always certain things that I'm looking for. These are like, all the, all the hidden secrets of recruiters here. Another thing that we touch on quite often um, is AOO. And I know, Ardena, you, you will have heard of AOO before. We talk about it all the time here at Scotiabank. And AOO stands for Attitude, Opportunity, and Ownership. These are another three things that we really look for um, in candidates who see it. So Attitude, that one's pretty self-explanatory. If you're coming into a coffee chat, you're meeting us in an event, you're going into an interview, or you're already in your internship, 
you're excited to be there. You're happy about the opportunity and you're so, so open to learn from that opportunity as well. And you have that smile on your face. You're ready for any challenge that may come your way. It's an easy one. It's a simple one. Your shoulders are back. Your head is up. Smile on your face and you're just, you're ready. That's it. Simple as that. You can show us that you're ready by just having that smile on your face. That attitude is really, really important. And it shows us too that, listen, not every day of your internship is going to be easy. There's going to be hard days, whether you've made a mistake or whether you're learning something that's really, really difficult. As long as you continue to look at it as a unique opportunity for you to learn and grow, that positivity that you put into the workplace is going to come back out at you at the same time. So your attitude, huge when it comes to standing out as a candidate. Opportunity, that one means raising your hand for those unique opportunities, whether it be, you know, some club that you don't think you're qualified for, but you might learn something from. So I don't know, say you are studying political science, for example, and you're interested in joining a finance club, go for it, try it out, learn something new, and then tell us about it. Brag about the fact that you did something new and unique. We want to hear about it. We want to hear all about it. So Again, taking on those opportunities, raising your hand and putting yourself out there, super important for standing out. And then finally, that ownership piece, which is which is my favorite, which comes back again, and I know I've hit on it a lot today already, being authentically you. That's, that's the biggest piece of ownership. And ownership is also understanding that, listen, we are all human beings. We all make mistakes and we're not great at everything. So if you're in an interview, if you're a candidate interviewing for a role and your interviewer asks, something like what is your greatest weakness we don't want to hear that you know i'm too organized or something like that we don't want to hear anything along those lines be honest with us tell us what is something that you are not great at for example for me i'm always telling people i am not great at technology whatsoever if you put an excel spreadsheet in front of me i'm gonna have no idea where to even begin with it but I'm also going to be honest in telling you, listen, although I'm not great with technology, I'm using LinkedIn courses to help me. I'm trying to learn and I'm doing what I can to grow in that area. And by sharing that with you, by sharing, you know, that unique, unique struggle, I guess, that I have in my world, I'm building trust with you, to be honest. You know now something that I'm not the greatest at. I've been open and true with you guys about who I am and what I struggle with. And when you bring that onto the job, it lets an employer know, listen, okay, this person might make a mistake, but we know now from them, if this person is to make a mistake, they're going to be honest. They're going to own up to it and say, I made this mistake. They're also going to say, here's a solution I've come up with already to try to help with this mistake. Let's talk about it. What could I do better next time to learn from this mistake? And they're going to be open to growing and learning. And it's going to be okay because we're all going to make a mistake First few weeks on the job, they're scary. You have no idea what's going on sometimes, and that's okay. As long as you own up to it and know that you are going to make mistakes in the first place, you're going to be all right, and you're going to do fantastic. And telling us about those mistakes and those struggles and those things that you're not the greatest at, although it seems weird to talk to a recruiter about those things, it's important. It's important that we know some areas that you're wanting to improve, because that's also something we can help out with. Say, you're somebody like me who's not great at Excel but wants to learn more, sure, let's find you an internship where we can start learning more Excel skills for you and so you can develop those skills while you're in an internship. But yeah, those are those are a few things yeah. that uh, that I think really stand out for me when it comes to the conversations that I'm having with students. And 
that allow them to really make the most of their internships at the same time as well, which is super important. I'm sorry, I went on a tangent, guys. I'm really passionate no, about this stuff. We can feel the passion for sure. But feel the energy. We love it. So thank yeah, you for it. <laughs> exactly. Of course, of course. I totally agree with that. It's those mistakes that you make during those opportunities, right? That you just get to grow and even be more authentic to who you are as a person. For sure. Absolutely. And it's hard. I still, I struggle with it all the time. I make mistakes all the time on this campus team. There is something new and unique that you do not know the answer to every single day. And sometimes I don't choose the right answer, but that's, that's okay right. because I take what I've learned and I take it to the next recruitment cycle and we try again and we get better and yeah, I'm really in a position now too. I, I will say I've never made so many mistakes in a role before. I was always scared of mistakes and I wouldn't do certain things. I wouldn't step my foot up and raise my hand for an opportunity because I didn't want to screw anything up. But now that I'm in a space that forces me to make mistakes all the time, I, I love it. I love it. And I'm okay with making mistakes. And again, it takes a while to get there, but it's something that excites me because I know once a mistake is made that I've learned something new and I'm able to, you know, if anything, deal with conflict resolution better, for example, when it comes to working with others or independently, I'm able to learn things. Say, for example, there was an Excel spreadsheet that I had to look through that I screwed up on. I'm going to go back and learn new things about Excel that I never knew before because of a simple little mistake. So mistakes are they're key. They're key in your learning. They're key in your development. They're also the scariest thing about your learning and development but at the end of the day the scariest things are sometimes the best for us and you learn and grow from them right like you become a better person exactly, <laughs> exactly. yeah for sure. for sure so you touched on your passions earlier so speaking about passions how do you integrate your values and passions into your work on a daily basis yeah i think it's become really easy for me to do now that i've been here for a year in this role when i first started my role it was really hard to implement any sort of passions or values that I had into the work that I was doing because I was just learning everything every day. Um, but now that I'm more comfortable in the work that I'm doing, I'm able to say, okay, I have my work. Now let's add to it. Let's add something that I'm passionate about that really motivates me every day. So there's a few things that I've taken to, to work. One of them being, again, that creativity that I've learned from, from dancing growing up. That's something I love to get involved with events now when it comes to our team. Whenever there's an opportunity to host an event, I put my hand up because I love that creative factor of how are we going to brand this event? What's it going to look like? How are we going to make it fun? I just, I absolutely love that part of my job. So that's something that I'm doing. And something else that I've actually taken into the work that I, that I do every day is honestly just supporting women more to be honest with you it's something that I always wanted more for myself growing up and even in my internships I felt honestly as a woman that you know I kind of stood out like a sore thumb in a bad way and I hated that for myself I hated being the only woman in the room as an intern and looked at differently because of it so now in the work that I'm doing because of those past experiences that drives me every day, making sure that any woman that's coming inside the workplace, any female identifying individual, or even any non-binary or gender fluid individual coming into the bank is supported in any way that they can be. And that starts with conversations as well. We've had certain events at Scotia that focus specifically on women and on our diverse groups of candidates. So we've talked to women. We've said, hey, listen, what do you want to see? 
want more of and how can we support you? And at the end of the day, what we found out is lots of, you know, young females coming into the workplace, they just want to know that they're supported to begin with. They want to know that there's help there if they need it. And they want to be pushed to, to break the glass ceiling and to do better in the work and to become leaders just as easily as anybody else. And we're going to help them get there. That's something that we're working on and something that I push not even just in the wealth industry, because I'm a recruiter for wealth, but in all of our recruitment spaces is to allow women to come into the bank and be just as successful and have that support and really feel as though they didn't and they are valued for what they do and they offer unique perspectives and we'd love to have women here just as much as anybody else and again we just want anybody coming into the bank to feel as though they are valued doesn't matter what sort of background you come from whether that be your race or your gender or what you're studying in school doesn't matter to us we want you to come in add that unique perspective and the more diversity we can have in the work that we're doing, the better the outcome at the end of the day and the more unique the outcome as well. So yeah, that's something else that you can tell that's super duper passionate about. And I think it's sure. exciting. I think there's a lot of work still to be done. That's, that's something I'm going to be honest with as well. There's a lot of improvements that need to be made. And those are things that drive me continuing to do the work that I do every day. But we're seeing improvements and we're seeing a lot of success with what we're doing already and I'm excited for the future. I think that's the biggest thing. I'm, I'm really, really excited for the future of the bank and I think there's going to be a lot to offer out there. There already is. There's going to be even more to offer and yeah, it's a fantastic workplace for anybody looking to be a part of a diverse network and to have an incredible culture that motivates you every day. It's, it's a really, really great place to work. Mm -hmm. And you make such a good point. It's like, I have my job. How do I add my passions and interests into it instead of, I think too many of us go into job hunting and looking, trying to find something that already has everything we need in it. But realistically, we're going to have to bring who we are and everything we love and value and apply it to whatever role we're in. So in that way, we have to be a little bit more fluid and dynamic in how we approach it, which I think is, it's kind of the fun part for sure. That was a really good point. Ardena, that's a great point to touch on too is just the fact that when you come into any role you have to shape that role for yourself you might be doing certain things every single day that are the same you might be filling out spreadsheets sending out emails but at the end of the day it's what you do and what you add to the work that you're doing that is going to make it so much better if you're coming into an internship just to sit on your computer and do what your manager asks you from nine to five every day you're going to come out of your internship feeling good because you did the work, but not great. But if you come into that internship open to learning and new things and to connecting with new individuals and challenge yourself to, to talk to new people and to open up to people about your passions as well and connect with those who have the same passions with you, you're going to come out of your internship feeling fantastic, so much better about yourself knowing that not only did you take, you know, a new experience and a new four months of job with you away from it, but you met so many new people who have the same perspectives as you, or you learned even more because you were open about what you're interested in, what you're passionate about. It helps so much to take your head out of just, here's my nine to five, and to make it more so, this is my career. There's so much opportunity here for me to develop myself and to learn and to grow. So let's do everything I can to be able to enjoy the work that I'm doing every day. 
hundred percent. And I feel like there's so many different opportunities at Scotiabank, especially like we're doing ourselves a disservice by not trying to get involved. It's difficult to choose what, because there are so many, but it's definitely a great way to make the experience all the better for sure. For sure. Absolutely. And so to bring this full circle, you know, we've mentioned experiences, passions, learning, growing, all parts of figuring out who we are and what we want from a career. So what is the one thing you want students and young professionals to know about carving their path and jumping into full-time workforce? So the next applicant, whether they be applying to Scotia or elsewhere, what do you want them to know? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that you can take out of this entire conversation today is that your progress isn't linear and your career path isn't linear either. I certainly learned that for myself getting to this point and it's something that's important for everyone else as well. You know, you choose what you think is going to be your future career path at 17, 18, when you go to university and you accept. That's, that's early. You still have so much time to learn and grow. So I don't want anybody to ever put the pressure on themselves to say, for, well, I'll use myself, for example, to say as a political science student, have to work in politics for their future and not take on any other opportunities. If there's something that I wish I would have done differently as a student, I think it would be exploring other areas at the same time. I did all of my internships working within the government space. And I think if I had had the opportunity to take on other sort of internships as well in different spaces, I, I would have learned a lot more in that time. So I think what I will say is, you know, welcome and embrace those passions that you have and listen to yourself when when there is something missing or there's something more that you feel that you want to learn it's there in your mind for a reason and your mind is reminding you because it wants to push you into a different area and it's okay if it's not something that you thought you wanted to begin with if, if you're doing a finance sort of program in school right now and you know what something in the back of your head is saying hmm i kind of like the healthcare industry there's something about the healthcare industry that seems unique dive into it try it out see what happens the worst that could happen in an internship if you dive into an internship that you don't like the worst thing that could happen is you learn what you don't want for your future which is still so so beneficial because it's going to push you a little bit closer to that future career path that you've always wanted so be open, explore as many different opportunities as you can when you have the opportunity to do so and be okay with learning something new. Try not to fit yourself into too much of a box. If you box yourself as somebody who is only capable of doing an internship in investment banking because that's what they want for their future, the perspective that they're then going to bring into your future career is going to be so much different and so much more narrow than somebody who, yeah, they want investment banking as their future career, but they tried out an internship in wealth management and then they went over and tried something on the HR side of things as well. And then heck, they did an internship in technology because let's check out what the tech world has to offer as well. They're going to come back into their future career with so much more knowledge and so much wider knowledge as well that's going to be able to contribute so much more to their future career path. So yeah, that's my advice. Mm -hmm. No, that is so incredible. <laughs> yeah. So incredible. I think that's something I like to think about is like we think of our career path as a like an actual road and there are flowers and houses and all these different things on the side. And if we don't take the time to actually look through them, we might actually miss like a gem or something that we really are interested in and passionate about that we didn't even know existed. I look at the Scotia like, like 
map every single day and I see roles and jobs that I didn't even know existed. So I think that we really have to be open constantly to that learning to be able to really experience what is out there. No, for sure. And you can even like ask our leaders, those working that have been around for quite a few years. Likely the majority of leaders that you ask about their career path, it is also going to be very confusing, not linear at all. And they probably didn't go to school for what they're leading out at the end of the day and something, you know, veers them in a different direction. That's normal. It's all a part of our lives and we're not going to be jumping into one role and doing it for the rest our lives. We're able to, to really do as many different roles as we can and try out as many different unique opportunities as we can. And you're going to finish your life and retire so much happier with yourself knowing that you, you took on and you did as much as you possibly could. Mm-hmm. 100%. Well, thank you so much again, Jordan, for joining us today. This has genuinely been such an energizing conversation. And I think that the insights you shared with us are invaluable and will be so helpful to students and professionals alike. I'm happy to hear it. Thank you for having me. I'm always happy to discuss this space with people. And yeah, again, I just, I see so much potential in our future generations coming into careers in this industry. And I'm, I'm really excited. I'm excited to, to get older and to see all of these amazing students become leaders and lead me in my future. And yeah, I can't wait. I love to hear it. Thank you so much again. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Check out more of our episodes on any streaming platform and visit us on Instagram at DeGroot Finance, on LinkedIn at DeGroot Finance and Investment Council, and on our website at DeGroupFinance.ca.